This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, lovely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you remember your sex education? Was it helpful to you? Was it filled with scientific information rather than real, practical advice? I'm Degree Waits, and this is the real sex education. Every other week, I'll be joined by a guest. We'll impart our own sex wisdom, ask our own sex questions, and we'll go over all the things they don't teach you in school. But in order to do this, I need an expert. A sexpert, if you will. But the only sex and relationship therapist I know is my mum. Hello, mum. Hello, Diggs. In this episode, we speak to Dr. Alice Patcher about Japan, where sex in relationships is on the decrease, but... Intimate relationships with someone other than the spouse is increased. And we talk about Japanese porn, sex toys, and relationship robots you can buy in the shop. First, I was really thinking like, okay, why people are so into this? But then I saw it and I had this thought, oh my God, I want to have this too. Hello and welcome to The Real Sex Education. I'm Digby Waits and I'm joined as ever by accredited sex and relationship therapist Kate Campbell. Hello mum. Hello Diggs. So today mum we're going to talk about sex on quite a macro level. Like mm. you know usually we talk about a specific aspect but today we're going to talk about it on quite the bigger picture which you can, as you can probably tell by the title we're clearly going to do because we're talking about sex and Japan but we'll get onto that in a bit because mm. most studies about sex on a macro level you know people often judge how their sex lives are going by the frequency at which they have it. And mm. most studies that I've seen are suggesting that we're having less and less sex at the moment, which I have to say surprises me because it feels like we're getting more sexually positive as the years mm. go on in like our TV shows and all that sort of stuff. So why do you think that is? Why do you think we're having less sex at the moment? It's too much trouble. It's too much trouble. Mm. What do you mean? Well, that might be a reason. The, the difference now is the availability of porn as well. So, mm. it, you, you know, p- people looked for sex with other people, whereas they can get quite, quite you know, quite interesting things to look at and entertain them sexually mm. on their phone. Now. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. There's, so that's, that's um, something to consider as well. But I think things are changing as well. I mean, I don't think that they, they, I think they used to be a sort of kudos in in terms of having lots of sex with somebody whereas that's not necessarily always the case anymore or not as much as there used to be i mean it was something that was you had to be having lots of sex if you're a man having lots of sex with a woman to prove you were a good enough man mm. whereas there are lots of men who wouldn't want to have ever have sex with a woman um mm. And yeah, they have, you know, you know, and there are also, and and there are lots of women who think, well, you know, I don't particularly want to take medication um, to stop myself from getting pregnant, or I have, I am busy with other things at the moment, and I'll have lots of friends. That's another thing. There are more friends of both both sexes, and more people comfortable having occasional sex with somebody or with mm. lots of somebodies. You don't have to be in a relationship. It's much easier to have casual sex than not be labelled 
um, a cad or a, a harlot or whatever, mm. whatever people call wow, people. Wow, that is some archaic language. <laughs> you know, you I could know. just said slut or slag, but you're not yeah, having I that. Didn't you want were... to. I yeah, didn't quite like that. right, quite right. I think it's. I hate. I hate saying it. You're right. Yeah, mm. good. So I thought I'd use an old word. A cad. Mm. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, what was the other one that you said? Harlot. Harlot. I didn't even know that was a word. I had to work that out with context. I was like, right, what could that mean? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so if I mean, you do, you don't get labelled like that anymore. And in fact, you know, as we've had you conversations about before, yeah, yeah. Um, you hollered. Um, you you don't get you people are okay having sex together without being in a relationship, and often want to have lots of sex before they're in a relationship. So it's more available, which means you don't have to go out looking for it. There's not so much obligation to be doing it. People can. Choose more there's more emphasis on consent so you know people don't feel obliged mm. you know all, mm. all sorts of all sorts of reasons i think yeah i mean it's really interesting and I, I think i can see it within my friends i saw it in my generation as well i mean mm. one of the things as well is that i'm interested to hear what you think of this is long distance relationships or relationships online also are a big thing i know people mm. who've met people online they'll date over the internet they'll even have mm. cyber sex and they might mm. never ever meet mm. but they are getting s- their sexual urges or whatever They're, that's all being satisfied mm. but all from afar yeah um which is which is really interesting yeah, there's a lot of people having cyber sex and there are also a lot of people um involved with groups which which service their particular sexual interest and that's more mm. of a of a thing now as well so if you've got something that you really really like you can you can join a sort of club that does that kind of thing or, or make contacts with people that do that kind of thing, which would be more occasional than mm. you, than having a relationship and having to take care of a relationship and worry about it. Um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, some people see Japan. I mean, to, to contextualise this episode, because obviously we, we are having less sex here, but in Japan they are having... I think a lot less sex than we are. And we will talk about that with Dr. Alice Patcher in a minute. But the reason I think it's important is because some people see Japan as a good case study for looking into the future for us. Because, mm. I mean, we won't go into the boring nature of it, but essentially in World War Two, there was a deal struck with America where they wouldn't spend a lot of their money on military stuff. So they spent it all instead in technology and infrastructure, which meant that they sort of overtook a lot of other countries, mm. particularly in the West and stuff, in terms of those things, so technology and stuff. So often the trends that would appear there, you know, in e-commerce and all that sort of stuff, would mm. then be soon followed by the West a few years later or whatever. And that seems to be the way going with sex because they've been having less and less sex for a while and we've now started catching up. So we're going to talk to Dr. Alice Patch today about where they're at at the moment and are we going to follow suit. So from Meiji University, uh, the book No Sex in Japan, where Dr. Alice Patch investigates why people in Japan aren't having sex or getting into relationships and what that means for Japan's future. Dr. Alice Patcher, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me here. Um, so Alice, for people at home that don't know, could you tell us maybe a bit about yourself and, and what you do? Okay, yeah. Um, so basically, I am from Austria, but my mom is from Japan. And I born and raised um, in Austria, but of course I always have this kind of um, interest in Japan. Mm. And 10, 11 years ago, I did my exchange year at the Meiji University. I was um, studying sociology. And in this time when I was in Japan, 
I got to know about the sexist phenomenon. So mm. I was talking with three women uh, who said they are in a sexist relationship. And I was wondering, because I was that time I was a teenager and I was living mm. in Austria, right? So I was thinking, okay, what is this kind of relationship? Because as a mm. teenager, I thought, okay, sex is something you have in a relationship mm. and then they said no we don't have any sexual engagement um within the relationship but i have it how outside so they said okay they are married oh. they um do not have any sexual activities um within the intimate relationship but outside the relationship and i was really wondering and i said yeah why you you don't get divorced and are you unhappy and they said no i'm so happy with my husband so i was very confused at time and then one week later i was attending a sociology lecture at the university and then the professor said about the sexless phenomenon that more and more people are not interested in having sexual intercourse so this was my start because I mm. was thinking, okay, what is this and why is it? And what, so the couple relationship, what is the difference between European couple relationships and in Japan? What happens? So this mm. was my starting point. And now I'm doing the research about uh, sexless couple relationships in contemporary Japan. Wow. So interesting. Mm. And and you, am I right in thinking that not many, well, people know that you're doing this research, but you were surprised when we had found out about it because you hadn't announced the book, but we just somehow found it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I didn't announce anywhere. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I'm so glad we did because I, I yeah, so I, I emailed you and you were like, this is amazing and I'm really into it, but how, how yeah. did you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was so, really shocked, yeah. <laughs> We're in the vanguard now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So can you tell us a bit more about the upcoming book and, and why you decided to do it? Yeah, it's about a couple relationship who are in a sexless, intimate relationships. And I did an interview research um, mm. for quite 10 years. Wow. And the problem is also that there's not so many academic research on this topic. So there are a mm. lot of um, discourse in fashion magazines or in drama in Syria mm. or yeah in manga in comics in Japanese comics but there is really lack of academic research on it so this was a, a bit a little bit difficult to write this book because mm. we noticed that when we were in Japan didn't we Dicks that there were there was a lot of there was a lot of sex around there was a lot of sort of sex on billboards and on TV and everywhere. But when we saw people out in the streets, there was no no PDAs. There were, if, if you saw couples, which was very unusual, they weren't mm. touching. And they, but yeah. we kept seeing big, it, we were there during lovely Sakura, Cherry Blossom time. And mm -hmm. there were lots of, there were lots of big groups of girls and big groups of boys, but mm. not many couples at all. And also, I mean, you were talked about the, the research that you have seen. I mean, like the research that I've seen similarly has been in like on these magazines and these websites and stuff where I'm always skeptical about how accurate the research is but it seems to suggest similar to you that people aren't having sex and a lot of people aren't getting into relationships particularly young people as well yeah exactly yeah 
what do you think? I mean, it's a, such a broad question, but why do you think that is? Yeah, this is also what I'm always thinking about. And it's so interesting because there is a study. It says that more and more younger adults, like mm. in high school, university students, more and more people do not want to be in a relationship. And mm. the kissing experience and sexual experience and dating experience decreased in these mm. recent years. And more and more people are really not interested in being in a relationship because this is bothersome. So this is always what is called in Japan. It's, it's, it's tiring, it's bothersome, yeah. it's a waste of time. Mm. And holding hand kissing or hugging is really it's it's getting degrees and degrees and especially from 2000 uh, mm. until now gosh there's so much there that i want to unpick and one of the things that i found is what you said there is that from what i've seen both men and women say the same thing that yeah. a relationship is bothersome it's hassle mm-hmm. what do you think that's about the reason why they think it's bothersome or hassle is very different. Mm. So for women in age of 20s, they feel that sex is bothersome or tiring because of pain. So they feel mm-hmm. a lot of pain or they have negative experiences during the first or, or the second sexual intercourse. Mm. And on the other hand, men in their 20s, they said, oh, I got refused by my partner. Mm. So I don't know how to communicate. I don't know what she wants or what the partner wants. So there is a misunderstanding, miscommunication. Mm. And both sides in a relationship, they struggle a lot with telling what they want, how they feel. So when, for example, when a women feel pain during the first sexual intercourse i mean this is nothing special Mm. you know it's it's not Mm. something it's it's only in japan of course a lot of people experience negative things um during the first or second sexual intercourse Mm. but i don't know you you can read something or you will think about okay what is my sexual pleasure how can it be much better next time how can i communicate with my partner but this kind of things is a little bit lacking in japan so when everything hurts it hurts i don't like sex so i don't want to do it anymore so this is like mm. the stance and mm. there is a miscommunication this is i think the biggest thing in japan I, th- I think it translates when they when Japanese people move here as well, because I've seen several young Japanese couples who have similar problems with communication and don't know how to get started. And yeah. I know, and I and I wondered with some of them whether they were expecting to ever have sex at all, um, yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 then they want children or they're they're living in in here where people do, and yeah. they think yeah. oh. Well, I could we could do that, but they have no idea how to get started. Yes, yes, mm. this is the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this is getting more and more stronger, I guess, because of internet, a lot of people do not talk about sexual things with friends. Mm. Because yeah, you can find everything in internet, so 
you feel a oh. lot of you feel shy to talk about to discuss about things they wonder if it's okay to ask another person about sexual things sexual issues or question so this is why they use more the internet and they check everything in the internet when mm. they want to get some information How yeah interesting a couple of other things i wanted to touch on because in my own research of this i wanted to get your opinion on it was a few people that i saw when when they discussed this another issue was they didn't want a partner because of money they said partners are very expensive. Yeah. Is there a big spending culture in Japan or do, or, or do Japanese people feel that if they're going out with someone, if they're in a relationship with someone, they have to spend money on them? Yeah, exactly. Especially men, they feel that mm. they must have a lot of money. So, yeah, this is also something which is so interesting. Like in Austria, when we had this pandemic, a lot mm. of couples walked in a park so they went out and they yeah. when they meet someone uh, from tinder they they go mm. f- for a walk mm-hmm. but when i tell this story to my students in japan they say what the first date walking going to a park no 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 way so yeah you you spend a lot of money to go somewhere when you have a date like to an aquarium or a restaurant and Mm. to this kind of Disneyland and um, Mm, entertainment places yeah everything costs money and there's still not a very how to say like equal equality so Mm. there's always the issue yeah this is why a lot of people cannot or they don't want to be in a relationship because they're they start to think should I pay or should we separate the bill? What should I do? Because this is a discussion point, which we always talk um, with my students, because they don't mm. know, can a woman pay? Should the man pay? Can mm. we separate the bill? Oh, my God, what should I do? And I always say, no, ask the person. Mm. <laughs> do what mm. you want. But, you know, this is a stressful question, um, especially to the students. Maybe this changed when they work and when they're uh, in a company when they uh, yeah get old and older maybe it will be different but yeah but also men really has this kind of uh, pressure there's two work plays a part in it as well am i right in thinking that particularly women have a a growing sense of independence and now they are going into the workforce more and now they want to prioritize work yeah. over potentially yeah. relationships or anything yeah. like that is, is is that right yeah 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 exactly yeah more and more mm. women wants to be at work they want to do career and to balance partnership and work is so difficult yeah 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 or they think yeah yeah and and similarly uh there was an interview with someone that they said you know I like my work and I like my hobbies. If I was to get married, one of those two would have to go and obviously it would have to be the hobbies. So I'm never going to do that. I'm just going to keep working and have my hobbies. Mm. Is that, again, is that a similar thing that you, you yes. hear a lot? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, they, they, they have this kind of fear that they have to give up their own hobbies or what mm. they want and they don't have any free times anymore. Yeah, this is... Mm what they always say yeah yeah Mm. so it comes back to something that we said at the top of the program but i guess this is how how the impression i'm getting is that 
potentially Japanese culture and Japanese people are very individualistic. Mm -hmm. They like their own personal freedom. And the problem with the relationship is it feels like they're giving that up. And that potentially now, with more and more choice and consumerism as it is that you can, and convenience, like if you want, you know, a burger, you can buy it like that. If you want to get a car, you can go on Uber and get one like that. Is that why you sort of think people then don't go for relationships? Because you can't just say now, I want it now and I want it how I want it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And also now, um, during this corona pandemic in Japan, you can see a lot of discourse about having fun or doing activities alone, as it mm. calls sorokatsu. And this is interesting because in, for example, in Austria or in German-speaking countries, more people talk about, okay, what is a relationship during the COVID pandemic? How can you build a very nice uh, foundation of a relationship? So there's more about relationships going on. But in Japan, it's more about, okay, have fun being alone. So Mm. this solo activity is like really now in a main discourse, even in magazines and in TV shows. It says, okay, it's it's nice. It's cool. it's, It's great to do something alone, like solo camping, camping alone. It's great. Such these things. Mm. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So what's sex education like in schools in Japan? Yeah, so sexual education is really lacking or it's only one-sided. So it depends on the school. But I asked my students at my lecture how they felt about the sexual education. So I have 200 students in sociology. So so the most of them said... I don't know what is sexual education, so I don't know if I can say this is sexual Mm. education, what I experienced. But Mm. most of the time they learn about disease, um, to avoid sexual violence or pregnancy, which they do not desire. But Mm. they don't learn about sexual pleasure or that they have a sexual identity. But I have to say Mm. that during the COVID pandemic, a lot of things change. So now more and more sexual educators say, okay, this is important to have sexual education. So more younger generation now starts to raise their voice. And I think it will change. 
but it takes time. That's really interesting because so they, there's not much sexual education at schools, but then something we talked about before when we were off air, which I think is good to bring up now, is the culture around sex. Mm. Am I right in understanding sex is a big thing in Japanese culture? Yes, sex is a big thing in Japanese culture, but it has not so high value within a couple relationship. Right. So sex itself, yeah, there are so many events about sexuality. Mm-hmm. If you go on the street, you find the sexual services. There's so many sexual services, right? Mm-hmm. And you can find sex like comics about sexuality and and nowadays it's so interesting because if you go to a shop you can find this um tenga do you know the tenga mm. this is a company where they make masturbation aid for mm-hmm. um, okay. adults and you can yeah. find masturbation tools easily in a shop yeah. or in this kind of wow. convenience store yeah that's, yeah that's unbelievable yeah so sexuality is more for men you know because the Mm. masturbation um i don't know if i can say toy because this masturbation how to say it it looks so (laughs) yeah yeah like a tube yeah yeah yeah, like a tube and i think it's very soft inside and you can Mm -hmm. um, put your penis inside so this is everything for men so sex is more yeah, there are so many products and everything is like from the men's side. Yeah. Mm. Wow. It's so interesting because actually you might say over here, it's actually more geared towards women. Mm-hmm. You know, sex magazines and things, a lot of sex toys, they're they're more for women. So it's 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 actually quite interesting that there's that difference there. Yeah, That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, true. You can find so many varieties of toys and even games related to sex. Mm. But when it comes to the relationship, then sexuality is not so strong. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so interesting because I, I suppose when, when I was looking at Japan and, and some of the sexual services, you have things like cuddle cafes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Where you can go in and you pay someone to essentially cuddle with you for. Yeah however long but also they can do things like just you pay them to stare into your eyes or yeah. you can pay them to clean your ears things like yeah, that exactly, oh. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, but I, and which is which is very interesting and then you also have host clubs where yeah. people where you can go and um sometimes there's host clubs and hostess clubs so if i guess the normal host club if you're a woman you'll go in and it will just be you know attractive men who you know have a drink with you and have a chat there's no real sex involved, but that's the sort of thing that you do. Yeah. One thing that is that we think of of Japan over here is having a lot of sexualized TV game shows. Is that true? Yeah, it's common to say that there are so many um, sexualized uh, games. And even now there are new games. I should send you the link because you can now you can buy this kind of um, it, it's like a coffee machine. But there is an anime character in it. I don't know. Yes, the what's... virtual home robot. Yes, 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 yes. And she's so cute. And you mm. can do the setting, uh, yes. what she should say and everything. Mm. And this is really cute. And first, I was really thinking, like, 
okay, why people are so into this kind mm. of robot? But then I mm. saw it last time in a shop. And I was really fa uh, fascinated. And then mm. I had this kind of thought, oh, my God, I want to have this too. <laughs> 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 yeah. So this was a very interesting and, and yeah, experience for me. But yeah, a lot mm. of things are now not in a relationship. It's sexuality and intimacy. It's more about outside the relationship mm. or something is your own. Sex mm. is something you don't share it with one person and one person if i say it as a heterosexual monogamous mm -hmm. relationship then you have one person one person and then you share or you have sex um, together but i noticed that in my interview even when people are in a sexless relationship they have their own sexual desire and they don't have sex together but mm. they live their sexual desire something else like mm. reading erotic novels masturbation or they paint their own anime character for example or watching porn wow. yeah so what what's all the lack of sex doing to the birth rate I mean, are, are, are people still, I mean, when couples get together, do they negotiate a sexless relationship or does it just happen? I mean, you, and how do people have babies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also one thing what I wrote in the book because my interviewees struggled a lot. So a woman in her 30s, late 30s, so she was in a sexless relationship. So no engagement no sexual activity with the partner nothing uh, for eight years but then she wanted to have a child and this was the problem because there's no sex and she doesn't want to touch him she doesn't want to be with him uh, in the same room so she told me that they don't eat together so she doesn't want to eat and be with him together in the same room and once in a year they eat together when she has birthday so they order pizza and that's it Wow. And then she said, okay, she wants to be pregnant. And I, I, uh, and I was confused, of course, but okay, I, I didn't show my confusedness. And I said, um, but do you love your husband? I mean, do you want to have another person? She said, no, she is so in love with him. And it's not only this person. This is, um, it's not strange or something because this mm. is a very normal situation. And then they talked about that they want to have a child. So then they start to have sex during this period until she got pregnant. So only on the kind of specific day they have mm. um, sexual intercourse when she got pregnant there's no sex anymore and then she wants to have the separate life again so of course this is only one example but this is not a rare case mm. and I asked her of course like if she wants to divorce and if she has a uh, desire like mm. if she has a wish to change this relationship if there's something she wants to change and she said no mm. because 
she sees him as a roommate and this is the mm. way she wants to have a relationship of course mm. and she has sexual affairs outside the relationship but she said mm. when there is something broken at home she can call him she will repair mm. everything so she can lean on him Mm. And this is something she needs. But most of the interviews say that this. So they have a kind, different wow. kind of relationship. Mm. It's maybe a bit difficult to understand in the Western perspective. Mm. Yeah. When you say that some people, and in the case that you mentioned, like they are together, they are married, but she has other sexual partners and would that be the same for him? And is that something that they agree on? Or is that something sh that they just, they do and the other person doesn't know about it? Yeah. So intimate relationships with someone, someone other than mm. the spouse is um, increased, especially from 2000 to 2012. Mm. And nowadays, more women has extramarital affairs. Of course, mm. not everyone has extramarital affairs but it's getting increased and increased and this is very interesting they don't agree on that so it's not about that they talk about it <sighs> but there is a study it says if the person do not destroy the family and if they don't bring any disease um, to home, then they will accept. Mm -mm. Wow. That's so interesting. Well, what about, what about gay couples? Is there any difference? Mm, okay, this is a very good question. Yeah, sadly, in, in my dissertation and in my book, I could not write a lot about gay couples, for example. Mm -hmm. I was more focusing on heterosexual couples because right. there is a lot of study on LGBTQ plus I and queer studies is now very popular in Japan, but nobody focused on the heterosexual part. Mm. So this is why oh. I said, okay, first I want to emphasize or I want to analyze this one first. And because I also believe that gay couples have, again, different kind of couple construct because mm. heterosexual couple relationship they still have this kind of okay a woman has to do this the man has to do this so this kind of gender beliefs and rules and norms yeah mm. so this is why i was more focusing on this kind of dynamic but right. in my next research i would like to focus more on couples who are not in a heterosexual relationship because, yeah, I know one couple who is also sexless and they are gay. But, mm. yeah, I think this is, again, a different kind of dynamic, different kind of factors. So, yeah. Mm, that's so interesting. Because what you were saying about people being individual and pleasing themselves and meeting their own needs is one thing. But there's also this cult sort of cultural expectation that people will pair up, isn't there? And maybe have a baby. And yeah, yeah. And so, so I'm just trying to imagine what that must be like. It's so pulling in two directions. And yes, it must yes, be terribly exactly. hard to have a family. You know, you wouldn't be yes. a family if you were living your own lives. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. And it's so, yeah. And, and what I'm also interested in is that when I did the interview, there was one woman, she was in a sexless relationship, but she wanted to have a child and she couldn't because the man 
avoided having sex with her. Mm. But her desire is to have a baby. And I think this is also a very, very big issue now in, in Japan. Uh, mm. It's not very discussed now. But I think slowly it will get more in this course because so mm. many women want to have a child but cannot because sex is lacking in their relationship. And when a man avoid having sex, then of course they go to the infertility treatment. So they do the inf infertility treatment. Mm. And a lot of pressure is going on because when mm. a woman works hard, long hours, overworking and then having the pressure from her family or this is her wish to have a child then mm -hmm. there are sexes then they have to pay a lot for the infertility treatment so this mm -hmm. is something which makes me really sad when I talk with um, interviewees but this is what's going on now in Japan and it's a problem for the country if I'm not mistaken because the birth rate is very dropping. low yes exactly Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, some estimations saying that by the end of the century, the population will have effectively halved. I mean, that might be sensationalist and untrue, but is the government doing anything to step in and try and get people together and having babies? Um, I can say yes and no. <laughs> mm -hmm. So nowadays, um, infertility treatment is getting um, paid by the insurance, not everything but mm. a part of uh, this is something is it's new mm. um but yeah it's getting slowly slowly i wish they do more and mm. faster but uh, it's 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 uh, like baby steps <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> i i'm conscious of time alice and we will let you go because obviously it's your it's your evening um but is there anything that we haven't touched on today that you think we should know about sexless japan mm, yeah so my topic is about sexless couple relationships so today mm. i talked more about why they do not have any sexual relationship but of course mm. there are a lot of people as well they have sex so not mm -hmm. everyone is like this and the interesting part is that um now we did a research on COVID-19 pandemic and intimate mm. relationship and then it comes out that during the first lockdown and second lockdown more and more people start to engage in sexual intercourse mm. so and the reason why is because they have more time together uh, they talked more so when they're not busy with other things like going mm. out and doing this and that and when they have the time to focus on the partner Mm. then it works <laughs> yeah how interesting that's amazing that is amazing yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm that's i'm i'm excited to see how it goes and i hope that in japan more and more sexual education must be done mm. and also more sexual educator is needed mm. not only sexual education but people who can um teach sexual education yeah mm. is needed mm. 
Well, honestly, this has been brilliant, Alice. Thank you so much. Really interesting. Yeah. Yes, it's absolutely great. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alice. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. Um, everyone listening, make sure you go and check out No Sex in Japan because by the time we've released this episode, it should be out and available for you in English, Japanese, or whatever language you prefer. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Sex Education, which is hosted by Diggory Waite and Kate Campbell. The show is produced by Diggory Waite, and the executive producer is Claire Broughton. The Real Sex Education is a hat trick podcast. This podcast is based on the real life relationship between Diggory Waite and his mother, accredited sex therapist Kate Campbell. The show is therefore inspired by. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. but otherwise unrelated to the TV show Sex Education. But yes, Diggory does wish his mother was played by Gillian Anderson. 